Welcome to Your Divorce Planner Podcast. I'm your host, Heidi B., certified divorce coach, event expert, and go-to gal for navigating the next steps of your divorce journey. I'm so happy you've tuned in for the tools, topics, and truth talk to start transforming your life today. I truly believe that with a powerful planning partner, you will heal the heartbreak and move forward faster. Without further delay, let's continue creating your comeback today. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. We have a great episode for you today. This is actually the first time that I've done a group podcast. So I know you guys can't see us, but around our kitchen dining room table today, I have four ladies who I actually met for the most part this year. And they've become great friends, great business connections, great networking people, just all around amazing women. And what I love most about them is that they're willing to have real conversations, unfiltered. They're willing to share things about their personal lives, things about their business lives, um, the highs, the highs, the lows, the lows, and everything in between. And it's just become a really beautiful little circle that we have. So without further ado, I'm just going to welcome in Aaron and Renee and Daphne. Welcome to the show, you guys. Thanks for having me. This is so fun because I've never done a podcast where I record really like face-to-face with people. So that's really different. And hopefully we forget that there's a mic in the middle pretty soon. (laughs) Um, But also just, I want to thank you guys for being here and being a part of this journey. This podcast episode is all about reflecting on 2023. And kind of the lessons we've learned and the growth that we've had. And one thing that I failed to mention a second ago is that these women do the work. They are constantly digging into their own self journeys. They're asking themselves the tough questions. They're taking the time to reflect on things, whether we know that we're doing it or not. When we get together for dinner sometimes or, you know, girl hangouts and things like that, I feel like we dive right into just interesting things about growth and self-development without even knowing that we're doing it. We're just sharing about life. So we're going to dive into a bunch of different questions. I have this whole list of questions in front of us that our listeners can't see, but we haven't really prepped a whole lot for this. We just wanted it to be a real casual conversation. And we encourage all the listeners to really just like, maybe even write down some of these questions and ask them yourselves and see like, what would I say about that? But I think we're all going to learn more about each other in this process and about ourselves through this process. And I think it's kind of an exciting and interesting show to have in the first place. So I'm going to refer to the questions, but the girls are going to pop in as we go and kind of put their two cents in as well. So it doesn't have to be like super structured. We're just going to kind of go for it. So the first question is, did you have a word or a theme or an intention for this year? And I guess what I should say before this question, the question before the question, are you ready for that? <laughs> is I guess what I meant by that question is like, Do you do anything before your year starts to kind of set up your next year? Or do you just kind of dance into the, you know, the clock strikes midnight. You just dance into the new year and go like, we'll see what happens. Or do you like spend a little time and all that kind of stuff? There's no wrong answers, by the way, in this podcast, just curiosity around what that looks like for different people. So anybody want to dive in? I mean, I am very self-reflective. So I pretty much have my word figured out for the year. I had last, I have next year's figured out, but I had word last year. What Um, was the word last year? My word last year was shine. Ooh. And so I usually choose like three feeling words about how I want to feel for the year, the Mm. upcoming year. And then I pick a word that represents the feelings. Ooh. That's so good. I kind of connected in that way. 
I'm three feeling that. words sure. and then one word that kind of yeah. over encompasses all yes. of that. And shine was the shine main. was the main word. My my three feeling words were vibrant, mm-hmm. assured, and thoughtful. And by thoughtful, I mean more discerning, mm-hmm. more so than thoughtful Ooh. of others, but more thoughtful of self. Like self. I love that. What did the word shine mean for you? Like why yeah. or why were you drawn to that? Shine just yeah. felt like I would be living like in my light, you Ooh, know? Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's so good. Words, but what about you, Renee? I did this kicking and screaming last year, <laughs> choosing a word. Cause I always, I struggle with that. I struggle with vision boards, but I did both of them last year and I did it. And I always do this part. I always reflect back and go through my journals, see where I've been. We were talking about that before we hit record. Like, I want to know where I've been and mostly because it's been a journey of a couple of years of trying to figure the inside job. Mm. I'm doing the inside job. And so I need to remind myself like, okay, you've come a long way. This is really good, good work. So did I say it was growth? Did I say that was my word? No. Okay. So my word was growth. Okay. And I've looked at this posted on my bulletin board right in front of my computer the whole year. And I felt not great about it. Like, but having done this exercise that I started probably a little earlier than I normally would, because I knew we're all going to sit down. I feel like, wait a second. Yeah, I've grown. It wasn't the way I thought I would grow, Mm -hmm. but it surely has been a year of growth in like every facet. Our family grew. Literally. Literally. (laughs) Literally. You had your first grandbaby, right? (laughs) So that was like, yeah, so that was huge. And it's growth. Like at that time, I put down a number I wanted to make this year. Mm. Um, I put building relationships and all the things that we, you know, as entrepreneurs are like, oh yeah, this is where you got to go. And where I was a year ago, that made so much sense. And things changed so much that it's like, I just had to sit down and go, okay, well, did I grow? And I did like lots and in lots and lots of ways. So that was, thanks for forcing this <laughs> exercise a little earlier than I normally would do it. But yeah, it's, it's a good one. Well, it's interesting too, when we look back, because I think we go, Oh my gosh. I, I love what you said about, I had this vision, vision for myself. Like this, I set this exact goal for myself and what I wanted it to look like. Not realizing that like, when I say growth, I want it to be like this, yeah. but as I journey for a year, the universe and everything around me just kind of decides what that's going to look like with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when we're in partnership like that, and we're aware of that, then we just kind of go, oh my gosh, there was so much growth. It was just in ways that I didn't actually put down. Yeah. I wanted to grow with. And maybe in ways you didn't know you needed. That's exactly yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like that word I kept, I was drawn to, but I was afraid to write it down because of what I made it mean, like mm-hmm. the dollar amount and all of that. But mm-hmm. I'm glad I did because what I really needed is what God put right in front of me. And Ooh. things just happened the way they happened. And I was like, okay, I can do this. So mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. yeah. So growth. I love that so much. What I'm glad you? that you guys sit and reflect so much because I like to reflect, but I have like more, I don't like to use the end of the year as like my, like, yeah. I don't like everything to be like a year thing. Yes. I, I read something recently that really struck chord with me. And it was don't set goals, set standards. Mm-hmm. And it, it really resonated with the way I like to live my life. Like I certainly have goals. I'm a goal. Everyone, I like have a short-term goals, long-term goals, but 
I decided instead of starting to set these goals and try to say, oh, it's the new year, I'm going to set a goal. Mm -hmm. I like to just set a standard for the way that I like to live. And I do like to reflect all the time. And I do like to Mm -hmm. think about what I want next and work that direction. But if I put so much, sometimes it's so much pressure at the end of the year to say, oh my gosh, it's, you know, we're going into a new year. What do I want this year to be? So I like to have the words and the things that happen organically through the year, but I am certainly dancing through the first year. I love it. I love that. Do you also feel like the school year is is like yes. a mm-hmm. almost a bigger new year to me than it is yeah we've had this discussion before like yeah. octo- like august to, so like to october september feels feels very like, yeah. september and january mm-hmm. feel very similar to me in terms of like there feels like there's a little bit of a law yeah mm-hmm. there's a shift in your yeah i don't know and, well, just, and the three of you also all have kids and mm-hmm. i i do not have children so i think the school year for you has a lot of routineness mm-hmm. yeah. and then the routineness kind of falls off a little bit and you're kind of in this different segment of life. But for me, it kind of goes. And so I actually have my birthday is more like a new year. Mm -hmm. It's like a birth of myself is like, who, who am I going to continue to morph into on the day that I entered this world? And so I really use my birthday as the new year for me, but in the summer too. Your yeah, in the summer. Yeah. So yeah. it's a nice halfway oh, point. Yeah. Summer. Yeah. Good. So it's interesting. What were you going to say? I was thinking as you guys were talking, I was like, oh, why didn't I have my check? Because I normally do this back to school thing. Well, I had that surgery and mm-hmm. I have not like my mm-hmm. whole fall got messed up. I also have when you said September, Aaron, September is that time of year where like everybody goes back to school. It's still warm out. It's still calm. And I get a lot of brain thinking in mm-hmm, to set up yeah. for the end of the year, the exactly. fourth quarter, and then into the next year. So it's like my leg up. And I, until that moment, I didn't realize I didn't have that this mm-hmm. year. Like I, so that's why this was so like, I walked in here with all these notes because <laughs> I felt like I haven't done this. So yeah, like that, yeah. that's, some cool awareness. I think this question is so cool knowing that Daphne's answer was unique. Well, everyone's answer is unique in their own way, but that you're just like, no, I actually go about it this way. Mm -hmm. And that everybody has permission to just do it the way that feels best for them. There's no right, wrong, Mm -hmm. any way of doing it. You don't have to ask yourself questions, but I also feel like Daphne is very like self-aware and you reflect on things in your own perfect timing. And you also reflect when you connect with other people, you're so good at connecting with other yeah. people. And I think, I don't know, I'm speaking you. for you. Thank but... you. Well, I do learn a lot. I, I feel like having the female relationships in my life yeah. are stronger in my late forties than they ever have been. Mm. And I think, you know, relationships kind of felt earlier in my life as relationships of circumstance. Yeah. And now really have developed into people that I just, when I hang out with you guys, I don't think, oh, I'm going to go delve into the depths, but like you end up doing it because it's just your comfort. So Mm -hmm. I think like surrounding yourself with people in your life that also really kind of like look inward, even if they don't do it exactly how you do it, mm-hmm. it just kind of yeah. keeps you on that. It keeps, yeah. it's an accountability almost yeah. like, mm-hmm. like to stay on it's your inspiring. game. It's inspiring. Yeah. That's a great mm-hmm. word. Like I love to be inspired by my friends and yeah. I've met people now that I just have such great, wonderful respect for and admire. Right. So that's been a really nice thing to mm-hmm. happen. I love the idea, like, you know, setting standards, yeah. word growth, like was intimidating to you because of the way you thought about growth in terms of very, like, I would consider like smart goals. Right. I mean, if someone tells me to write a smart goal, I like want to jump out the window. Oh, no kidding. It's very corporate. I mean, I have goals and I make some of them smart, but I don't set like a 
long range smart goal. I set more of a result I'd like to achieve. And then I set little shorter term smart goals along the way. But I just think it's like interesting how if a word scares you, don't use it. Yeah. I love to Erin, how you always, you were like said to me one time, like you don't necessarily want to set a goal for something you want to accomplish. You want to set a goal of how you want to feel. Yeah, accomplish it. And that's huge because at the end of the day, what are we, if we don't feel good about what we're accomplishing? So I thought that was really, really cool. And how do you, I love what you said, Daphne, about how do you want to live? Essentially, like, how do you want to be? How do you want to show up? How do you want to, like, what do you need to back you up to take you through life day to day? Mm -hmm. I'm going to definitely be using the set standards piece of that. I wrote my word for 2023 this past year was connection and memorable moments. So Mm -hmm. I feel like I cherish and value memories, making memories with other people so much, but I hadn't really been as intentional in the past as I wanted to be with it. I just Mm -hmm. kind of like let it happen. And I think there's something super beautiful about just letting that happen. But I also think that there's something really powerful that happened this year when I got intentional with my memory making and my memory building, you know, going places with people that I care about or setting up specific things like hangouts and things like that. Like it's just been a really neat experience to be intentional about memory making. And then the connections piece, it's basically why all of you are here. I was like, I finally decided to show up because I didn't have any friends or women in networking groups at all having moved from California during the pandemic. It was like the world just opened up and I was like, okay, I can live another year just coasting through and hoping that somebody will talk to me somewhere. And, um, you know, maybe my neighbors will like me and I'll just drive around and hope somebody will pick me up and love me. And instead I was like, I'm going to insert myself into social settings. And it was hard and it was uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and it was scary at times. And I say this out loud to our listeners, because I think people don't realize that it is a choice Mm -hmm. to create a life that you want for yourself. And you wouldn't all be sitting at this table right now if I didn't get intentional about connection for myself. And maybe we'd be sitting at this table under different circumstances. I don't know, but you guys willingly like became connections that continue to show up for me. And I'm just so grateful. Well, the funny thing is you you showed up and you're just a joyful light that just attracts people to your life. It's funny to hear you say that it's hard and scary and, you know, because it is hard and scary, but I think we make assumptions about people and to know you, Mm -hmm. you would assume, I would assume that walking into a room full of strangers is no problem for you. But, you know, so we all have those intimidation factors, I guess. So it's like, I love that. Thanks for saying that. And Thanks for being so wonderful and showing up for me. But I also chose about two years ago to make a conscious choice. And that was to subscribe to the idea that confidence is simply courageous action, like courageous aligned action. And so I choose to walk into rooms with a set of standards for myself that like, Mm -hmm. I want to be a light. I want to be of service. I want to connect on a deeper level with people instead of a surface level. Like, I walk into those rooms going, I'm going to choose courageous action rather than just being in the room. And and I'm not saying like, I just want to be clear. I think it's enough just to be in a room sometimes to get yourself somewhere. Yeah. And then uh, that in in and of itself is courageous action a lot of times Mm -hmm. just to take a seat in the room. Yeah. But then think about how you really want to show up energetically. And I think that's part of just the growth journey that Renee was talking about. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
So good. So good. Oh my gosh, we have so many questions. That was just question number one. <laughs> yeah, we, this is this could be ours. <laughs> <laughs> did anybody have a vision board for this year? And if you did, what were some things on it? Anybody do a vision board or not really vision board type peeps? I'm not a vision board person. No vision board. I, 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 vision board. I do have one on Pinterest. It's like literally okay. it has to fit my phone screen so I can just oh. look at it on one screen. So okay. And it's, so I did have a vision board. I think I used it more at the beginning of the year. And then I kind of like that fell away. Like yeah. I didn't really look yeah. at it that often. But I know but you are a huge vision board board person yes. and you have done most of the things on yeah. your vision board. I so have. if that works for you, you are like, mm-hmm. I have, but you know what? I used to just do it and pick things that I thought I should be picking. Mm-hmm. I'm only self-aware of this several years after the fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now I actually sit down and I have a process and I ask certain questions and oh, I, the word picking is part mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. And there's intentions behind it. And there's, you know, if I, if I have a goal for myself, then I want to see what that looks like and have it. So I had, for instance, I had a hot air balloon and I've been thinking about, I wanted to go on a hot air balloon ride for many, many years of my life. And I'm like, this year, I'm going to put intention behind hot air ballooning. And there were three opportunities this year where I could have gone hot air ballooning, believe it or not. That's great. And I finally went. I finally mm-hmm. went. And I went at the right, the most aligned time. My mom came and she, we, she and my sisters were all going to Arizona. And she was like, I want to gift you guys this experience. And we all shared it together. My mom's terrified of heights. So seeing her face of fear, and then she was literally like taking all the pictures and leaning over. And she started so scared at the back of the basket, mm-hmm. just like, Oh, praying that she was going to make it and to watch her like take courageous action. You're always teaching the people around you and especially your kids for all the mamas, like how to do things in your life. Mm -hmm. And my mom has just taught me so many things throughout my life. And she continues to do that in adulthood, Mm -hmm. you know, and she doesn't even realize it because she just thought, oh no, you guys did it. You guys did it for me. And it's like, no, you paid for it. You wanted it. You showed up and you showed us how to do that. So I think that's, that's pretty cool. That's awesome. I want to add, I did do a vision board last year, Oh, kicking and screaming. (laughs) And it was on my board, uh, just above the post at like three, probably 18 inches above that. And I took it down yesterday when I was thinking about this and I was like, cause I know you want to know if there's anything that came true. Not a damn thing. <laughs> and, but when I looked at it, it was like when I first made that growth, my word and the things that I put underneath it, mm-hmm. everything about those things were on that board. Mm-hmm. It, it was a complete yeah. representation. The only thing that was mm-hmm. on it was something like a, a couple quotes that were more my character. Those yeah. were the only things. And I thought, well, that's interesting. And some people would be like, oh, I didn't reach my vision. I didn't even make a check, Mm -hmm. but I am not going in that direction at all anymore. And so that is like indicative Mm -hmm. of the growth, right? Like I was just like, I I wanted to say, ah, this is why I don't do vision boards. And I thought, okay, quit having a shit pit. Just sit down Mm -hmm. and think about this. And that's why it was not the right vision. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm not afraid of them anymore. So maybe you could walk us yeah. through that at yeah. some point because I, I think you're yeah. you're so intentional. Yeah. I think I would get a lot more out of it. Mm-hmm. So maybe you can make us some believers over here. It's really <laughs> interesting. And I saw this girl on Instagram and I tried to get her on the podcast, but mm-hmm. she is ignoring me. And that's okay. What's not meant well, for you, old. right? It's, <laughs> she's put her on your she, vision board, right? <laughs> she, but I think she, it was just meant to take it to extract what amazingness I think she's doing. So she had this goal. 
in 2020, I think it was all about doing hard things. And she was deep in depression and she was going through a lot in her life. And she was like, you know what? I'm going to make a list in 2020 of 20 things that I want to do this year that are hard and prove to myself that I can do hard things. And then she documents it all through Instagram. It's really incredible. And then she continues it through 2021, 21 things, 2022, 22 things. So I thought, oh my gosh, I really, really love this idea. And I'm not going to pick hard things, but I'm going to pick in very intentionally 24 things that I want to include in my 2024 experience, like and create Mm -hmm. intention around in 2024. What does that look like? And it's going to be around business, around friendships, around family, around, it can be around things. Like if I didn't put a hot air balloon ride on my board, it wouldn't have been a thing, Mm -hmm. you know? So it can be money. It can be wealth. It can be health. It can be whatever you want it to be. But I thought that's going to be where I'm going to start my vision board this year is write down 24 things that I want to put intention behind. And then I go online and I bring them to life. Like I Google pictures and put Mm -hmm. things very specific in there. And then I use it as a placemat on my, if you go upstairs on my desk, I use it as a placemat that I put my computer on. So every day I can see all the visions. And even if I'm not staring at them, which I'm usually not, they're there. Right. And I glance at them every now and again, and they're just there. And I'm like, oh yeah, I do want that. I do want that. And I look at it now at the end of the year and I go, oh my gosh, that didn't have, there's a lot of things that didn't happen. I would say probably 40% of the things on there didn't happen. And 10% of those things that didn't happen, I'll carry over. And 30%, I'll go, I didn't want that. Yeah, I didn't want it bad enough. Or I just, it wasn't even what I wanted. I just wanted to drop it on there. Like I put a certain amount of followers Mm -hmm. on social media. It's like, is that really important to me? Not really, Mm -hmm. not really. That doesn't mean that I've made an impact or not made an impact. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't hit that mark per se, but it's because it wasn't really that important to me. Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting. Let's talk about one thing or some things that you're most proud of this year. What are you guys most proud of from this year? Erin? (laughs) No one's proud. I know this is a hard question. Number one, to kind of think into, but also it's hard sometimes to be proud of yourself for even showing up to your kids' stuff. I know a lot of you guys have been doing that this year. Mm -hmm. Like it takes a lot of energy to show up Mm -hmm. as a parent on a regular basis Mm -hmm. or even like at all. Mm -hmm. I think for myself, I think when I boiled it down, I feel like I trusted myself this year mm-hmm. to make some decisions for my business, my branding, the direction that a year ago I would have laughed if you said that I would do that. Mm-hmm. You know, like I trusted myself. And then in that, because I did, I feel like I'm no longer like I've gone through this transition of the last few years, realizing surviving in life is very different than thriving mm-hmm. personally. And I've moved in that thriving. Mm-hmm. And I think I realized this year was a turning point for my business. Didn't always look like it was moving into thriving, but I've been in a survival mode for a very, very long time in a situation that I didn't want to be in. Mm -hmm. And I think shifting all facets of my life into thriving has been good, but it only happened because I trusted myself. Mm -hmm. And that that's been huge. That is huge. I love that. I, um, you know, it is hard to think about things you're proud of because it, yeah. it feels better to think about the things you're grateful for than the yeah. things you're proud of. Yeah. So my like, brain, have your kids. my brain was going yeah. that way. And then yeah. I was like, no, I've also done things, but I'm proud of myself. I've had, I've had some health issues this year and I'm really proud that I just kind of tackling them head on mm-hmm. and not letting them 
linger. And so I'm proud that I've made decisions to like put my health first and I've made, Mm -hmm. you know, changes in, you know, where I work out or in changes in, you know, some doctors that I'm seeing and it's really kind of helped me, but I was the one, no one was going to do it for me. And I kind of said, I've got to make this decision. And then also that's my physical health. But then in terms of mental health, Mm -hmm. I started seeing a therapist that I had seen when I was transitioning out of corporate and Mm -hmm. into small business management and starting my own business. And so I reached back out to her because I, you know, I kind of difficult, it's a, it's a lonely and I, I work with my husband. So that's, you know, there's lots of different strains and challenges on our relationship based on working together as well. And I needed somebody to help me like to make sense of it. And I'm, I started 2023 with kind of like an uncertainty about, you know, how we would manage this relationship in business and then how I'd manage my health. And now like at the end, I feel like I have taken the reins and I'm, I'm fully on the way to mm-hmm. getting to where I need to be in terms of being mentally more healthy and more physically yeah. healthy. But it's, it's one of those things where you, you just can't let life happen to you. You have to yeah. happen to life, you know, and you yes. have to, you have to just go after the things and be an advocate for yourself mm-hmm. and for your, you know, your mental health, your physical health, yeah. all that. Well, and just to point out too, something that I don't think you've thought of, but you you, <laughs> had, you also took the reins on deciding how you wanted your business to be. Yeah. You did that sure. this year too. And yeah. that kind of aligns with what you're talking about. No, you're no right. one else was going to do that. Yeah. So, I kind of um, had to realize that I was, you know, you, it's hard because it's a, it's a lonely business, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to realize. Well, thank you for helping yeah. me with a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> but it just occurred to me yeah. because that whole transition—you were with me a lot during that first like struggle of what am I doing? What am I doing? Yeah. I needed someone to just say like, you know, listen to your gut and yeah. go that stuff. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like that goes back to what Renee was saying about trust, being able to trust yourself. Yeah, exactly. yeah. When you gave yourself the permission to find the resources that you needed mm-hmm. to get yourself more aligned, then you trust yourself yeah. when you feel aligned mm-hmm. yep. and then you can take aligned action mm-hmm. into things like your business yeah. or your family or the things that you want yeah. for yourself. So it's, yeah. it's so big. I feel like one of the things I'm proud of kind of aligns with those things as well as I recognized what I needed and I asked for help. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. And so now, I actually was thinking about that on my way over here, like that asking for what I needed help with was like one of the scariest things that I did. I remember how I felt mm-hmm. in asking and it was like, I got exactly what the help that I needed, which uh. was help to something to help for my, help my business. But I think that made a big, huge difference. That's huge. So. Mm-hmm. Why is it so hard for us to ask for help? Good question. <laughs> I don't know. Let me know when you find the answer yeah. out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like some of it is society positioning women as, you know, be strong. Like there's something behind strength means Mm -hmm. do it yourself. I was raised told be independent. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I carried that around with me as like, I'm going to be independent, meaning I don't need to ask anybody for help Mm because I'm going to figure it out. But sometimes that really bites me in the but, yeah. yeah. And isn't it funny too? Like, so I feel like even though I hate asking for help, I love helping. Yeah. I had a girlfriend that just had a baby recently and she was trying to go out and have a night out with her husband. And 
you know, was so reluctant in helping, asking me to babysit. And it was, I felt honored Mm -hmm. to be asked. Like it ended up being this, I mean, it was, it was a, it was a gift to me to be asked to help. So I think sometimes we don't want to ask people because we feel bad and we're putting Mm -hmm. them out, but how wonderful does it feel when someone asks you? Cause it Mm -hmm. makes you feel important. So Mm -hmm. it's nice to ask people for help. Yeah, that's so true. Anytime that we need help, we need to remember that piece of it Mm -hmm. is that we, you're probably doing someone else a favor because it feels so good to help. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's just this, this co-nourishment yeah. that gets mm-hmm. to happen. It's a, mm-hmm. it really is a win-win. Nothing yes. is a win-win. One thing that I'm most proud of is that I kept going because I think it's really hard sometimes in your business to look at, like Renee said in the beginning, look at what the goals that you set for yourself. And when you don't hit it exactly how you wanted to hit it in the way you wanted to hit it you can be really hard on yourself. And I know that I've beaten myself up a million times this year. I've questioned a million times, you know, should I do this? Should I do that? And I just decided to just keep going, keep going, keep going. So that part of it in the business, but then personally, I was really available for my family this year, as you guys know, Mm -hmm. but maybe our listeners don't know is my niece had so many health issues. She was in the uh, hospital in February for about a month. And she was just a couple of weeks ago and back in there for surgery number two. And this work has allowed me, this job that I've chosen has allowed me to show up for my family Mm. in a way that I am so proud of myself for. I also am really proud of the way that, you know, I, I just like held the strength inside of me when so many difficult things were appearing before my eyes. Mm. Like no one ever wants to see their child in such a vulnerable space with tubes hanging out of them and on the brink of death. I mean, literally to see your child like that. And I consider her, my child is I can't even describe it, but to, to watch her also rise up from that as a 15 year old in this little teeny body to do incredible things and then just carry on. Like she carried on physically, mentally, emotionally. It just gave me this inspiration that I've never felt. I've never felt that watching another human being ever in my life. And I'm just like, whoa. And I think that that alone, those tough times, man, they can show you so much of who you are, your character, but also who other people are in it. And I have a very, very close family, but that showed me and my siblings how much even more closer we could be to show up for each Mm -hmm. other. And I also think I told, taught, it taught me that like my parents were unavailable they were um, in Florida when all this came about and we kept telling them, we got this, we got this, we got this. And I hate to say this, but at some point we're no longer going to have them. And I think it showed us we can show up and nurture each other at a very mature level that we never want to have to do without our parents, but we can, and we can do it for each other Mm -hmm. in this way. And I'm just really proud of the way that we all did that in a way that I didn't even think was possible. Mm -hmm. So I'm really, I'm really proud of that this year. That's cool. Okay. Let's lighten things up. Did anybody pick up a new skill or have a new hobby or a new experience this year? <laughs> I don't know why I'm so did excited you? about Daphne that. Did. Why am I? What is <laughs> this is going to sound so dumb now that everyone's staring at me and I'm saying it, but I have fallen in love with Pilates. Ooh. Which is like so weird to say, but I, it, this kind of goes along with my health journey. It's like went through into early menopause and I'm, do, I'm doing all these workouts that were not consistent with things that my body needed in that phase of my life. Mm-hmm. So instead of raising cortisol, I needed to have a little bit more, um, you know, low impact and do some mind body connection type work. And I've always loved yoga. 
And because of the mind body, but I wanted something a little bit because I love also like lifting and being strong. Mm -hmm. And so I started Pilates and I'm kind of in love with it. It's really like, it's a great mixture for me in terms of like zenning out and doing a lot of breath work and getting connected to my body while I'm working out. Instead of usually I'm on a treadmill thinking about my to-do list or, you know, what someone said this morning or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then beating myself up and my knees are, you know, and all those things. But now it's like this thing where you have to be focused inward. And I've always been very cerebral. I'm in my head. So things that bring me back into my body make me feel calm for hours and hours after. So mm-hmm. that's been something I'm that's super cool. jazzed about. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, I really love that too, because I come from the same mindset and we're kind of, they feel like we're in the same mold mm-hmm. in that space, but it really is a mindset. Again, this goes back to the conversation of choice. Mm-hmm. And choosing to do something differently for yourself mm-hmm. when we've had decades of conditioning telling us that the only way to adjust our bodies and feel better in our bodies is to sweat it out, you know, or to mm-hmm. just like pound the pavement mm-hmm. or do certain things. And so I did things for years that just killed my body to the point where two years ago I injured my knee or a year ago I injured my knee and I couldn't do all those pound the pavement mm-hmm. things anymore. Mm-hmm. And it it really took a toll on my mental mm-hmm. health because I felt less than I felt like, oh my gosh, I can't, my body finally decided to give up. Mm-hmm. It's because I'm in my forties now, mm-hmm. you know, blaming age, mm-hmm. you know, all mm-hmm. the things I'm blaming instead of just going, oh my gosh, this is an invitation to do something differently and still feel empowered yeah. mm-hmm. and still feel growth and, mm-hmm. and, and feel what you're describing is you feel way better. I mean, yeah. way better doing this new awesome. thing that you love so much. I'm, I'm very inspired by you mm-hmm. doing this new thing. I definitely <laughs> am going to be trying it in the new year. Anybody else try something new, even a hobby or an experience or I paddleboarded through a hurricane. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah. I belly laughed at some goat yoga. Oh, that was yes. fun. Goat oh, yoga. Yeah. That was hilarious and fun. It wasn't much, much yoga happening, but it was good for the soul. Yeah. That's, I mean, I did, I don't know that I picked up a new skill or, you know, have something I'm newly, you know, really interested in. But yeah. I did do some fun things. Yeah. That's awesome. My skills were all focused on like the new direction for my business. Like the one thing that I kept saying in my business, I wish I was a better copywriter. I Mm -hmm. wish I digital marketing was different. I like I could do, and I got thrown a bone and I have a client and I'm, I'm doing all the things. And I just, I go, I just can't believe I'm doing this. So (laughs) be careful what you ask for. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like the opportunity was there and it was like, you're going to take it. And, and I'm going to show you how this is the right direction, or mm-hmm. you're going to not trust yourself and mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. not do it. And I did. And I'm every day. I'm just like, I really like this. And mm-hmm. I, I like where I am right now. And I haven't been in that spot in a while mm-hmm. with my mm-hmm. business. So yeah, it goes back to that trust. Exactly. Yeah. So much mm-hmm. trust. Yeah. And I think the trust is, is like, do you guys ever have these moments where you're like, Oh, I should have followed my gut on that. Mm-hmm. He's right. Mm-hmm. Or you have gut feelings. This whole year, I have paid attention to my gut about yeah. people and situations mm-hmm. and decisions and where I'm like, mm, those values are not aligning. Mm-hmm. And because I trusted my gut yeah. and I'm starting to like act on it more and more, things started coming into alignment yeah. I and think, it just feels yeah. good. I think this might be one of your questions, but when anytime I made a decision that was 
solely out of my head. Mm -hmm. Like it felt like the right thing to do. It is something I should do. I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Like any decision I made like that didn't really work out or wasn't really never. It never felt good. Those that would probably be like, you know, so I'm learning to trust myself. I mean, you have to make, you have to make logical decisions, Sure, but you have to kind of make that connection between what, you know, your brain says is logical and what your gut heart says. Yeah. the, is best for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And having the courage then to, you know, say no to something. Yeah. You know, like that, yep. you know, or say yes to something. Yeah. To either having mm-hmm. the courage to make the right decision. Yeah. When those two things feel in alignment. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. That's a great way to say it. That just the ones made out, the decisions made out of your head are mm-hmm. usually not the mm-hmm. best ones. Yeah. I had a coach one time that said, if your brain is negotiating, it's a no for now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a no for now. Like right, right now mm-hmm. it might, you might ask again yeah. tomorrow and it, and, and it will change. But I'm curious because I know you guys do a lot of work with on yourselves, like in a lot of different ways. Does anybody have, does any, can anybody describe what it, what an intuitive yes feels like in your system and an intuitive mm-hmm. no feels like, do you guys know? Like physically mm-hmm. or spiritually or whatever. I mean, what it, what does it feel like in your system when it's a yes ping and a no ping? And it's okay if you don't know. Spiritually, I'd say when you are offered or some something is before you or whatever, and you're like, that's so weird. I think I prayed for that. Mm-hmm. And this is the answer, right? Like mm-hmm. it can be like, you didn't think it would be that. Mm-hmm. that mm. That's the story of my life right mm-hmm. now. Like, I didn't think it would be that, but oh, this sort of checks all those boxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for me, it's like always looking at my journal and my prayers, you know, and like looking and saying, wait, is this an answer to prayer? I think it is. Like, mm-hmm. and then, then, you know, like, mm-hmm. and the two questions I've been asking mm-hmm. all year, God, what do you want me to know? And what do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. So, and that's yeah. Jamie. Winship, I think is his name. He wrote a book and it's, he is, it's a great book, mm-hmm. but it's a very two questions that will help, like mm-hmm. have helped me with my intuition because most of the time it's the mm-hmm. nudge that, yeah. Yeah. that I need and I'm learning to just pay attention mm-hmm. and then trust it. Mm. So do you guys have anything? I don't know if it's exactly what you're asking, but I think one of the things that I have learned to listen to is when I feel just feel peace mm, um, great one. because I feel like you know it may not be the best situation or the best circumstances mm-hmm. I should have every reason to be freaking out and, you're and somehow I feel calm yeah <laughs> like then I'm like I then I I feel like that's you know that is just like trusting and mm-hmm. almost like surrendering I guess yeah. I love that because I think for a long time I told myself that a yes was excitement. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's going to feel great. It's going to mm-hmm. feel amazing. It's going to be fireworks. And mm-hmm. that's how I know. And if it's not that, it's a no, mm-hmm. right? It's right. like the all or nothing. I, mm-hmm. I felt like for so much of my life, I was an all or nothing person. Mm-hmm. Once uh, one side of the spectrum or the other. But I think more recently, oh, probably over the past five years, mm-hmm. I've shifted to know that like it can feel a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. And for me, it feels like, 
in my body, a yes feels very light or expansive. Mm-hmm. Like it's, oh, it's not a lot of pressure. Like you mm-hmm. said, it's the peace, but a no feels very contracted mm-hmm. Yeah, and it just feels heavy or hard or harder. Like I'm bumping up against something, like something's trying to restrict me from going there. And sometimes I don't listen and then it gets 10 times harder. Mm-hmm. But when it's a yes, it's like, oh man, this isn't what I expected or this isn't necessarily maybe what I want, but I it, I know it's for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. yeah. That's a great description of how it feels in your body. That's yeah. exactly mm-hmm. how it feels. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. I mean, yeah. Aaron, you've shared before too. It's like your chest just feels like heavy or hard to mm-hmm. breathe. And mm-hmm. I've, I've ever since you shared that, I've noticed that mm-hmm. more often in my body where I'm like, oh my gosh, it feels harder to breathe. And I feel like it's just my body telling me you're closed off to something mm-hmm. or you need to release. There's something that you're blocking mm-hmm. yourself from. It's one or the mm-hmm. other, like don't go in that direction or you're blocking yourself from something. You need to get that out of the way mm-hmm. so that you can make way for what is for you. Mm-hmm. Um, similarly to what Renee shared of like, what do you want me to know? What do you want me to do? I wake up a lot of mornings as part of my morning practice. And I ask like, or I say like, I'm ready to receive. Show, I'm ready to receive. Just show me what it is that's meant for me. Just show yeah. me what it is. Yeah. It's meant for me. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I'm a, and I'm a, I'm a ready and available for mm-hmm. whatever it is yeah. that I, that's meant for me. And just kind of with my hands open, like, <laughs> yeah, let's see how the day is going to surprise and yeah. delight me. <laughs> I wish I think I need to be more consistent with that because sometimes I get so stuck in my thinking only of myself. But usually when I get really stuck in myself, my question is, who can I help? How can I serve? Mm -hmm. and I mean and I'm not I should I think I should literally start every day that way probably Mm -hmm. Um, but I have found that when I then like kind of more intentionally look to give something I mean it could be a phone call or a nice text message or something it doesn't have to be something big and significant and I tend to think really big and like extravagant and you can't do extravagant you can't do it at all Mm -hmm. and really it doesn't need to be that at all Um, Mm -hmm. and so if then, you know, someone's on my heart or like, I just, you know, it's an easy thing to do mm-hmm. and it starts to get me out of my own way mm-hmm. in a way. It's like that saying, like when you feel like you can't help yourself, help others. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's a huge, huge, huge thing for sure. Anybody else? You good. All right. Let's see what's next. It's like, let's pull the question out of the hat. I feel like, <laughs> um, is there anything that you learned the hard way this year? I can definitely answer that. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> we have to go back. There. I learned the hard way how to slow down. Ooh. And I, I think that I have always been like, I've always been an achiever. I've always been a more, more, more. Mm-hmm. What can I do? What can I do more? And it it started this year. We ended up having um, more business in our new, we started a new leg of our business, which was to help the residential clients with their renovations. And, you know, there weren't a lot of expectations in, in terms of how much it was going to, to impact our business because we were just kind of doing it as like part of our business, but it ended up being really huge and and becoming a massive part of our business and almost too fast. And so I can't, I couldn't say no. I Mm -hmm. kept saying, sure, we can fit that in. Sure. We can fit that in. Sure. You know, and then we also were working on our own projects. So I had to, at some point, and this is where, you know, therapy and Renee, (laughs) uh, 
helped me to understand, you know, I, I have to focus and I, in order to focus, I have to slow down and slowing down was never something that ever occurred to me. Um, it's not in my vocabulary, but, um, but once I was able to slow down, um, my, you know, relationship with, with my business partner slash husband became better because we weren't just you know, it was just working 24 hours a day. We were, we were talking about it before we went to bed and first thing in the morning. And we just had so many moving parts and it was disrupting our life and disrupting, you know, what we really wanted and why we created a business in the first yeah, place, right. which was yeah. to have, you know, the flexibility and the freedom to enjoy the life that we wanted to have. So once we started to focus and slow down, it allowed us to be able to work with clients in a way more intentional. It wasn't, I got to leave this meeting to go to this one. It's, I am here and I am for you. Mm -hmm. And I felt the difference in the clients we're working with now versus the clients we worked with at the beginning of the year. Mm. You know, there was obviously this, we, we aim to please all the time, but it's now it's more this, it's this comfort level. It's this, you know, I'm only thinking about, you know, your bathroom tile and vanity light. I'm not thinking about 12 other people's, <laughs> you know, I'm able to be all in and it's, it's turned this project from a small one into a huge one. And I know it'll get us repeat business because they mm-hmm. feel like they want us in their home because mm-hmm. we're, we've, mm-hmm. we've really invested in the, in the relationship. So, yeah. so slowing down is tough because also when you slow down, everything starts coming up, all the feelings and things, right? So that's one thing too, that's hard is that a lot of us are so busy because we're just masking all the stuff we don't want to think about or don't want to feel. Mm-hmm. And so once I started slowing down, I started dealing with all this, like, well, is this good? Am I good enough now? Because am I doing a good enough job? Because I'm not do I'm not productive. I'm not as productive as I was. And oh does that mean I'm not yeah. good enough? Yeah. And, and, you know, who am I, if I am not the go-getter and the, <laughs> yeah. you know, if I just sit on my couch every once in a while and like, look around who am, you know, who am I? And it's funny because I was telling myself, oh, I'm just having a lazy day. I'm having and the word lazy has such a negative connotation. Yes. So I stopped using it because I feel like when I would sit and eat my lunch without doing work, I felt lazy. Mm-hmm. And that is no, wow. what it is, is I'm giving my body the rest I need in order to ramp up for the rest mm-hmm. of the day. Yep. Or if self-care. I, yes, mm-hmm. it's self-care and it's so hard. And I think we, like, this is a, this is a human problem, a woman problem mm-hmm. society where mm-hmm. we just yeah. are go, 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 mm-hmm. go. And it's, it's very hard to just sit down and say, I'm, I'm being productive by being the best. If I sit down for half an hour and eat a lunch you know, I'm going to be a better worker. I'm going to be a better mom. I'm going to be a better friend. I'm going to be all the better Mm -hmm. things because I'm sitting here and just relaxing. Mm -hmm. But it's very difficult when all that stuff comes Mm -hmm. up. So I love that Renee said that self-care. Like who thinks yeah. of eating lunch as a self-care? self-care. Like we yeah. think of self-care as like, oh, I got to go to the spa or I got, yeah. like, I don't know. No. Like I always yeah. think of it again, really big, extreme, yeah. but it's not. It's no. those little things that you do. Yeah. That, like the things, almost the most practical things that you have to do. Yes. Like you have to eat. Yeah. So eat well and take the time to take a break. Yeah. 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 Brain a break. Right. Yeah. I, I like yeah. That. yeah. I think that's really good. Yeah. I remember doing that in my corporate job, mm-hmm. looking back and going, I regularly skipped lunch, meaning mm-hmm. my entire office would go have lunch together, which is such an important part. And I was leading the whole team. So the best thing I could have done is extracted myself from work, sat at the table with them, talked about all the silly things that were happening in their lives, give two scoots about their actual lives and less about what work we were getting done as a team. But consistently, I would just eat. I would get my lunch out of the fridge. Come eat with us. 
no, I have so much to do. And it was almost like I needed to prove to them that I was the hardest worker because I was the boss. Mm -hmm. It literally was like, I don't have time to eat or Mm -hmm. do anything. You guys go, Mm -hmm. I got this. I'll hold down the ship. But it was like, there was no ship to be held up. Mm -hmm. It was like (laughs) the ship's driving itself, all contributing equally. And it was like, I told myself so many silly stories and I love, love, love that slowing down piece. That's so necessary. What I wrote down the question, who are you when you slow down? Mm. I have learned because I did that last year that slow down to speed up and went struggled with the exact same thing mm. with the productivity and you're not worthy if you don't produce and do, 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 do. So I can answer that now when I slow down, I have more white space to think and I have more like I can eat a meal and I can drink a glass of wine at night and I can watch Netflix with zero guilt because I'm a human being Mm. who needs to slow down. So when I slow down, I recharge and Mm. I can give my, you know, 110%. Mm -hmm. And the mornings, a lot of people like to get up and they have to dress for success and they have to, you know, take all that time to get ready. I'm like, no, I make a cup of coffee and I go up to my office. And if I can work in my jammies all day, that's the best day. (laughs) One o'clock, take a shower. I'm done for the day. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I always struggled with all those things that people tell you, Oh, you should do Mm -hmm. this. You should do that. I figured out what works for Mm -hmm. me. And I didn't understand slowing down to speed up was, is so important, but it helped me be show up better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned the phrase like slow down to speed up. And I get, I get that. It's also a little bit of what Daphne shared of just like kind of rejuvenate yourself, Mm -hmm. give yourself permission to show up in a different way. But it made me think of a new phrase, which is just like, what if you slow down to find your new pace? Mm -hmm. Like what if we're not always trying to speed up? Yeah. What if we're just like slow? How about adjust Mm -hmm. your pace to what you need in the mm-hmm. moment. Cause sometimes we need to go fast, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes yeah. we want to go fast. Yes. It feels so good and so energized to move at a more rapid pace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what if we can just continue to mm-hmm. stop to adjust the speed? I think mm-hmm. it's the difference between working hard to like meet a deadline or to push a program out or it's launch time mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever you have a deadline with a client it's different than hustling Mm -hmm. and hustling is never slowing down Mm -hmm. and always doing it from a fear-based worries. Yeah. Scarcity, hustle, hustle, hustle Mm -hmm. versus, okay, this is, I'm going to block out this week. It's Mm going to be hell. I had a friend come in from out of town with her husband last Thursday and I had one hell of a workload. Like Mm -hmm. I had so many things I needed to get done. Well, it was a crazy week up until that point but I wasn't exhausted because mm-hmm. I was very planned and I was very right. calculating with my time and I didn't feel burnt out. I just felt accomplished. Mm-hmm. And that was the goal. So, but before I would have maybe burned out and been really mad that, you know, oh, there's so much to do and, uh, and you just get so in like engrossed in finishing it versus like stepping back and going, no, this is the, these are the steps and I'll get it done and you just do it. So it's mm-hmm. totally different. I think it's mm-hmm. the difference between hustle and, just being intentional. Yeah. We've been talking, go ahead, Erin. No, 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 go, go. Well, we've been talking a lot about how we're, I'll just call it like more self-aware. I think all four of us are feeling more self-aware or or the willingness to kind of be a little bit more reflective in our lives, Mm -hmm. things like that. My question to you guys is like, how did you get here? 
because I know for me, maybe not for all of you, but for me, there was certainly a version of me that I am so well aware of Mm -hmm. that I've evolved and morphed and grown into that I'm really proud of. And I'm really Mm -hmm. proud of all the other versions of me as well, but I'm so well aware now when hardships come up or things come up of how I'm being and my option to pivot or adjust or how to respond instead of react, like all these different pieces. But how did you get here? What? When did you choose to start what I'll call the work or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's tough. How can I say I mean, it better than that? No, I mean, I think you're saying it right. It's, it's, it, because it doesn't feel like it was um, like a date. It wasn't like a low point. Right. And I think, yeah. like, I think we always think, a lot of people do hit a low point and change their lives for the better. And that's amazing. And it doesn't, it's almost, it's, that's an extremely difficult thing to go through. And then there's the point of like people like us who we're always, we're living a pretty fulfilled life and nothing's going really terribly wrong. I used to always remember thinking, well, I'm so like, I hated my corporate job and I was in it and I was, I did it and I was good at it, but I hated it. I just, Mm -hmm. it wasn't me. And it stopped feeling like me for many years, Mm -hmm. but I kept thinking, Oh, but like I'm, I should be grateful because I have a really good job and I should be grateful because I have health insurance mm-hmm. and I should be grateful. Because of this. And so it almost is like, you need to hit some sort of a thing where you go, I can't do it anymore. And I remember my decision to leave my corporate job was made by one of my bosses who was just a terrible human being and, and, you know, had said something to, and now it's funny because now I can, it was so pivotal and I can't remember what it was, but it was something just about like what I was doing and and how I was working. And I, I was really working, you know, seven days a week all the time on, and I just got so frustrated and I was like, this is it. This is how I knew it was the time to leave my job. Mm. And then I figured I'm leaving this corporate job to start my business, which I knew I was going to do. And I needed to also do some of the self-work that came along with it because my identity was tied to who I was as, mm-hmm. you know, a, a leadership position mm-hmm. at a yeah. big company. And yeah. then all of a sudden I was leaving that and I didn't really understand who I was. And now this could be for anyone, I mean, going through a divorce, going through, I mean, anyone doing any major change, mm-hmm. it's almost like, well, that's who I was. I was that girl, but I was the girl that was this girl. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I was like, well, who the heck am I if I'm not that person? Mm-hmm. And so that really prompted me. And I'm a huge, like, I love books. I love podcasts as we all do. It's like, I just started immersing myself. And if I read a book and only got one thing out of it, I didn't care. It was awesome. I just, I started just piling myself with information that I thought might help me. And then that starts mm-hmm. getting you to hang around with the right people that kind of inspire you, mm-hmm. like we were talking about earlier, to think the right way. But honestly, it's just, it's a constant, mm. it's a maintenance thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's not, it is not a, you know, one day you wake up and you're like, I'm so self-aware. I mean, I feel <laughs> like exactly. I'm very self-aware. And going over these questions this morning, something hit me that that changed, it triggered something in me, which is really interesting because even though you're self-aware, you have to continue to do the work yeah. because it, it, you still start evolving. And I thought, <laughs> I'm going to be really smart when I'm 90, you know, <laughs> but like, if I keep going this direction, you know, but it's interesting. It's like, but like, I, you know, there's a reason you're in my life and there's a reason these questions came to me. And there's a reason that this thing just, it resonated. So I think it's just kind of always putting yourself in opportunities where you're learning mm-hmm. and putting yourself in opportunities where you're going to be around people that will also be learning. I love what you said though, that there did be, there, there was a point though. Yeah. There was a point where it was like, I wasn't as fulfilled 
satisfied as happy happened. as I yeah. as I mm-hmm. even like as you knew you as you as you knew you could be yeah like you knew yeah. or you hoped there was more someone would describe me and I was like but I don't even know that person yeah you know that's not really didn't feel very authentic you didn't feel like that yeah even though people I was living somebody else's I, life for a long time yeah. I've always said that I felt like I was performing through my life Like I had all the things I ever wanted. I didn't have them the way that I wanted them. So I felt like if I, you know, I achieved all these things and I had the outward appearance of all the things I would feel good. And then I couldn't understand why I didn't feel so great, you know, and I should be happy. I should be grateful. I get to do this. I get, you know, like I had so much more than, you know, you could ever imagine. And I still didn't feel quite right. And I think I was, I was, I was probably like, I was people pleasing. Sure. I was doing all the things I should do. And that I thought, you know, I followed the path that I thought I was supposed to be on. And I don't regret anything, but I think at some point I realized like, I didn't want what I had in terms of probably more career, but I didn't know how to get out. Mm. Um, I was a bit stuck in, and I felt like it was the only thing I could do. So I stayed a little too long in on a path that I shouldn't have probably shouldn't have been on. Mm-hmm. And I knew it for a long time. And then when that kind of like when well, 2020 happened and lots mm-hmm. of things changed, it gave me an opportunity to have more of like what I the vision I kind of had for what I wanted. And then I from that point on, I wanted to figure out how to create that for myself. Oh, I love that. I, I love that. Again, there you just intuitively you get to that point where it's like, oh. There, I know there's got to be more for me. I know there has to be a better, there has to be a better way of mm-hmm. feeling inside of myself mm-hmm. and, and showing up in the world. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, I felt the same way. So for a very long time mm-hmm. in my life, so much like just leading right up to my divorce, it was like, I had everything. Mm-hmm. I was in a high rise apartment on the beach in California, living a six figure job. We were living in our best lives. We were traveling all over the place. Like we had it all, we had it going on. We had a, you know, mm-hmm. what looked like to everyone else, an amazing relationship and best friends and all, all the stuff going on. Mm-hmm. But it still was like, I remember one day where my ex-husband turned to me and he said, you know, somebody at work today asked me, what is your wife into? And I wasn't sure how to answer them. And to this day, that <laughs> wow. still makes me feel a little sad for that version of me because she didn't really know what she was into because she spent all of her time, wor- uh, like so much of her time, either doing her job really, really well, like I was engulfed in my job or I was obsessed with making my body be better. Mm-hmm. I mean, like just running all the time and signing up for all these classes and trying to be like a physique model. Like I was trying to do all these things for what? Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't even known to my own significant other for anything really. Mm-hmm. He's like, I told him, I think she likes to run a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, that's what he knew me for. Mm -hmm. That's how he explained me to people that Mm -hmm. he he talked to about me Mm -hmm. instead of, wow, my wife's this like really energetic, joyful, eccentric, Mm -hmm. amazing woman. And she loves helping people. Like Mm -hmm. I I can, I I would hope that my now probably were those things that you didn't see you for those things, you know, I didn't see myself for those things. Mm -hmm. Honestly, a big reason why we got, because you were seeking validation for all the things you were doing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I definitely got into self-development and growth and all the stuff that we're really diving into today. 
because of my divorce, but I'm so, it's the reason why I'm most grateful for it Mm -hmm. because I wouldn't have probably tried to discover and uncover so much about myself and my soul and the things I wanted for my life, unless I, I would have just like kept coasting through because it checked all the boxes. Mm -hmm. It looked like the most incredible life on Instagram that you could ever ask for. Mm -hmm. Everyone was like, I wish I had your life, Mm -hmm. which you hope you think you want to hear, but that didn't make me feel satisfied either. Right. Mm -hmm. I was like, if you only knew, (laughs) you know, like there's here, you know, like I'll just take more pictures of sunsets and people will think I'm so cool. Like what was I doing? But yeah, that's so interesting. For me, I, I, I had a, I had a moment, but prior to that, I've always been into self-development and I think it was January of 21, um, trying to like navigate the world and like we'd been through a tough year and it it was like, I was listening to self-development. I was, you know, and and it like, nothing was satisfying me. And I'm like, something's got to give. And so I had, uh, I knew someone who was a coach, a life Mm -hmm. coach and, called her and had an hour free session. And I was like, can you please help me? You're exactly what I want. Cause I was between, do I need a business coach or do I need a therapist? Mm-hmm. And, um, my friend said, well, why don't you call her? Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't even occur to me. And it was exactly what I needed because I knew that it's like, you know, the concepts to take the test mm-hmm. and check the right answers, but I was, it was very incongruent in what I was like putting out there or doing, taking action on. And I wanted, I, the, the rub was it, nothing felt, everything was so disrupted in the world. Like I needed something. I didn't notice it before. Mm-hmm in my life and in my work and all that kind of stuff. And I had quit the corporate thing to, to, to work from home. I I had done so many great things, but there just was something going on. And it really was my thoughts Mm -hmm. leading to Mm -hmm. like these results. I Mm -hmm. unconsciously was getting the same results because I was not practicing good, mindful, right thoughts and the thoughts weren't there because I was wrapped wrapped up in productivity and I was wrapped up in, um, I'd made all these mistakes as a mom and all these things, they're just stories. And so when I realized the unconscious cycles I was in and I could make conscious cycles and it's still a struggle, like you were saying, you got triggered. I was like, yeah, because that's, that's your little you know, mm-hmm. the keyhole that's going to ignite mm-hmm. you, like, you're either going to fight, you're going to flight, you're going to, mm-hmm. you know, be me, whatever, like mine is I scream and whatever, <laughs> but, um, you know, like those are the, the, you always have to deal with them. And I've just learned to calm my nervous system. I'd started yoga a few years ago. So it's been a three-year journey that, ha- well, five-year, but the bulk of it has happened mm-hmm. in the COVID era, yeah. which I hate to give any credence to that whole mm-hmm. thing, right. but when the chaos around us is so crazy and you want just calm in every other part of your life, mm-hmm. that's for me, that's when I was like, oh, I've got to, I have control over that. Yeah. So I had to start yeah. implementing all these things that yeah. I was hearing and learning and sounded good. And on some levels I did, but I nothing, it just seemed to like stop here and go here. And it was all jig jag. And now it's like, okay, it's not perfect. I'm human, but I feel so much better. I don't have the throat choking feeling yeah. that I have. 
I can relate to that. Like I always, I've always liked self-development yeah. and personal development, but I was getting to this point where I was like seeking all this, like I got to figure myself out. And like, I was reading all this mm-hmm. book and books and taking in all this information. You know, you, I do think at some point you need some extra, I mean, Daphne, you said you got a coach when you left your corporate job. Yeah. And then again, when you're, you know, your business transitioned and yeah. You know, and I do think that it, there is so much value in that and it's different than therapy, you know, no downplay on therapists, but it's different. No, I think therapy is, is, if you've had trauma, mm-hmm. you need to deal with the past, but coaching can deal with the past too, but from a but like place you, but of moving forward. Yeah. And understanding. So, yeah. So <laughs> there's more wine being poured. <laughs> wow. Well, I love, I actually really like this like this segue, these are, these are not questions on the approved list. I know. I love this so much because I'm a coach and I love coaching. It's, I mean, I've just, because I was coached out of the hardest time in my life so far, it's just such a powerful practice. And I had a therapist and I believe in therapy. I believe in so many different powerful modalities, but what about coaching served each of you in, in your own way? Like what, what about coaching really served you really served your yourself? I think because it's more future focused, maybe. I mean, you deal with the past, but I don't have a super traumatic, you know, like my life has been really good. So that's another reason why my life has been really good. What's wrong with me? You know, like, why can't I figure this out? So I think coaching helped me feel like figure out how to like, be in the moment Mm -hmm. and then know what that meant for my future. If that makes sense. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. For me, it helped me. The thoughts that we think invoke emotions and feelings. And I can anger well. I can be angry really well, but that's a secondary emotion. And I had to understand why I'm angry. So then you have to take it back a few notches. And yeah, dealing with some of my past. And But it was always from a place of to understand myself yeah. so that I can be the person that I want to be. Cause that's in there. And that was, that was the rub. That was like, I know who I want to be, but I can't seem to be that person. So dealing with all that, it taught me vulnerability, which is huge, Mm -hmm. um, how to feel feelings. And then I realized that that's like helping other people do the same thing is like, I've always been good at that, better at that than helping myself. Mm -hmm. And so that it just has helped just I, I'm trying to think of a statement that like sums it all up. It just helped me be a more authentic version of myself by understanding, not placing blame, not mm-hmm. like shaming myself for doing that. Well, it just, well, of course you like have a compassion for yourself. Of course you're upset about that. You can be upset then you can be sad and you can be irritated, but it doesn't have to be angry. Yeah. And that was huge for me because mm-hmm. I was just like, mm-hmm. oh no. I'm pissed, you know, like, yeah, I'm just, yeah. you know what I mean? And when you give meaning to feelings and you understand, then you can say, well, of course you're upset about that. Who wouldn't be? Who you wouldn't be yourself? Like, self-compassion. Yes. Yeah. I've never done that. Mm-hmm. Why would I have ever done that? But now I'm understanding if one of you came to me and said the same thing, I would be like, well, of course you're disappointed with that. Or, yeah. uh, you know, you're sad. Of course you're sad. And my coach is like, well, say that to yourself. I'm like, huh? What? <laughs> right. But it's it's very healing. And it it healed a, a part of me that 
I didn't have to dwell on it. I just had to deal with it and understand, and I'll make this brief, but I realized through a situation about this time last year that I was really, I was surprised. I was just sad for this person. And I talked to my coach about it and she's like, well, do you not like sad people? And I was like, well, no, I don't, that doesn't, well, the law, I don't even know how we got there, but the, the result was I, my mom died when I was in college and she mm-hmm. was 20 or I was 20. She was 41 and I was in college. So she died and I went, I, you know, you, you're in the moment. It was a horrible thing. And, and it has lingered in my life as, you know, probably the worst thing mm-hmm. that's ever happened to me, but you go on and you just do what you do in college and you go and you do, and you get caught up in productivity and you excel and she, this is what she would want. And then you get married and then you have babies. And then one day you're like, wait a minute, I knew she wasn't there, but then is that where anger comes from? Mm -hmm. Or is it like this new sadness I felt for this situation? She's like, well, I don't even know how we got there, but I realized through journaling and exploring it, because I could safely do that with myself at that time, I realized I never allowed myself to be sad. I never allowed, Mm -hmm. I didn't really know what those emotions were like. So now, or at that time when they they were flooding and I couldn't even talk about this. And I was like, I just feel so sad. It was like, I, instead of being angry, I was compassionate toward the person. And then this floodgate came out and mm-hmm. she's like, you've been suppressing that. Like mm-hmm. I just healed a part of my past. Yeah. And now it, whereas before when I felt sadness, it would wreck me like yeah. funerals would wreck me. Yeah. And I wouldn't even have to be close to somebody. Mm-hmm. Well, not soon after that happened, a friend well, it, within six months, uh, two friends, one I'm very, very close to, and another w- w- we know from church, their their children were killed in accidents. And I was able to, like, this has nothing to do with me. I don't want to take away from anything that they felt, but I was able to appropriately be sad and then be supportive. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And before I may have like withdrawn and recoiled because I didn't know how to deal with all of that. Yeah. So yeah. it, it has made me a better human. Yeah. So that's a really long way around how coaching has helped me, but that, that was huge for me. And it was a huge awareness. I never would have thought that mm-hmm. that's what would have come out of that, mm-hmm. you know? So much of my experience in, in coaching, not as a coach, but being coached, was not realizing that there's pivotal questions Yeah, that like coaches really help find the questions that you can yeah. ask and answer yourself. You're so good at to that. get clarity. Yes. Right. Yeah. Like when you can get that clarity, which you were talking about in your share, which is a breakthrough moment, an aha yeah. moment, a healing moment. When we have the clarity, it's very healing to those parts of us that mm-hmm. feel however they feel. Yeah. Cause there's a whole breadth of the feels, right? Yeah. But that the questions, the clarity for me was huge. And then the tools. I didn't know that there is just a massive toolbox of things that I know each one of us had, has read in books, mm-hmm. listened to in podcasts, gotten in coaching sessions, gotten through, you know, this, that, and the other thing. But when I had a coach that took me through a process of un, like unraveling myself and then giving me tools to understand myself better, 
communicate better, respond to life in a way that I didn't even know was possible to show up as the version of myself that I'm really proud of. That was Mm -hmm. Mm life-changing, has been life-changing. And ever since I've just like, I am on board with uncovering and discovering more and more and more of myself and just understanding why I, why I be the way I be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, Yeah. sometimes I say to myself, like, why are you being that way? Yeah. yeah. Not like a critiquing way, but like, why are you being like that? Okay. Like it's an observation. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's a really... very healthy, like observation. Like, yeah. I was just going to say that it's like it allowed like coaching and, and really any sort of like self work allows you to like make a make a statement and then just go, but why, but why, you know? Yeah. And I like t- this morning when I was looking through this stuff and it was like, I, you would, we, you had given me these questions and it was something about the word and I've never like created a word for my, you know, year or whatever. So I was like, year. so I had a couple cocktails and <laughs> texted Heidi on a random Saturday night at like 10 30. So I'm so sorry if I woke you up. And I no. was like, I got my word. It's decisiveness. And she's like, I love that. And then I was just like, it probably went to bed, but I, I feel like, and so today I was thinking about that, that word is like stuck with me decisiveness. And I thought, and today I'm like going, but I am like one of the most decisive people I know. Like I've been known for my decisiveness. Yeah. Why is that my word? And it's because, and this is what I kind of uncovered today because I never would have asked myself, I've been like decisiveness, let's throw, throw it on a board and be done. Well, (laughs) the reason it's, and the word probably isn't even decisiveness. It's that I have always been, um, very impulsive and mm-hmm. I make decisions based on my gut and I go and, and I don't look back the new year. and I dance into the new year. Yeah. But throughout the years though, pulsivity kind of is viewed a little bit negatively. And I think there's been enough people in my life that are like, are you sure? Are you sure? You know, I make quick decisions and I started going, oh, impulsive is bad, you know? And then that meant trusting my first gut reaction is bad. Yeah. And so when I said decisiveness to you, it's because what triggered in my mind was I'm going to make a decision and I don't care how fast it came about because I really feel like my impulsivity isn't a negative trait. It's kind of my superpower. Yeah. Yeah. Like I make a decision and I go and I don't look, I don't look at it like that until someone goes, that was quick. And I'm like, Oh shoot. But I feel like I've trusted my gut for so long. And now I'm going to stop looking at my impulsivity is like a bad thing. And this literally shifted today while oh, I was yeah. like curling my hair. <laughs> I was like, why decisiveness, Daphne? And, and it really is that. It's like you, so it, I think it's like that asking the the, the follow-up to yourself. Mm-hmm. It's yes. saying, why did I choose that? Why was that the first thing I thought of? Why yeah. is this? Mm-hmm. And then digging deeper. So once you've had a coach, you can kind of coach yourself and go, okay, yeah, dig, 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 get to it. it. And then it felt like, got it. And that's like changing, right? Because it's like, you know, now I'm moving through the world going, yeah, I wish you thought you were more impulsive too, right? Like, it's kind of like, it changes it from a negative to a positive. So Mm -hmm. I am so excited to learn more about your word decisiveness, because (laughs) when you said it to me, I was like, it's not clicking until you just described it all. But I was thinking, wow, I feel like she really owns so much in her life. Like, it's one of the things that I feel really inspired by you with like like so maybe that's the wrong word maybe no, it needs to be a better word. word like to me it means what i think i but you're right it doesn't but no, it doesn't matter it doesn't have to mean something to you it doesn't have to mean anything, no. anything to anyone else i mean what yeah. i heard you say too is is your relationship to decisiveness of actually yes. going i it's bigger than just the word you're like i am decisive 
And I'm going to be okay with how anybody else feels about yeah. that. And if yeah, somebody's okay. like, that's quick and be like, yeah, isn't that cool? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Confident in your decisiveness, just like really knowing that that is, that's a, such a beautiful quality that you have. Do either of you feel like you wish you could be more decisive? I'm a thinker, planner, doer. Do I you do love not. that about like, yourself? Actually, when I first met Daphne, she told me, I am treading water in the deep end and you're standing on the edge trying to decide if you want to jump in. We um, have grown together a lot of ways. We've, mm-hmm. you know, been accountability partners and we've mm-hmm. become, you know, really deep friends and but it's funny how we approach things from opposite ends of the pool yeah, if the you will, and the yin. you know and yeah, so yeah. and it's so it is kind of funny because sometimes she says things and I'm like huh I never <laughs> thought of that like, you know what do you think plan do that's even <laughs> odd <laughs> about it you know do the thing you're just like, do it and deal with it. Yeah. yeah. You'll yeah. do it and you'll deal with okay. it. Okay. And she's like, think, so what did you I, say? I think, think plan do. do. I think about it. And yeah. then once I, but once I decide, so I'm not as decisive, but once I decide. She's all it. I go. Well, she's all in. Like, yeah. Gas pedal. Yeah. Pedal no, that is for sure. When you decide <laughs> you're all in. I, there was this, there, I feel like I'm a quote person today, but uh, one thing that always resonates in my brain is you can't steer a parked car. Ooh. So, so you can't really decide the direction until you just start going forward. Mm-hmm. So I've always been, that resonates with me because I like, okay, I'm going to, my car is very well stocked with all the things I might need, you know, <laughs> however, I'm going to just start driving and I might go this way yeah, and then I might go, I don't know what way. Yeah. and then I go this way and then I go this way. So I think like yeah. steering, I feel like not. And I always think of myself. I always think that I'm rubbing my engine. Like <laughs> my engine. <laughs> and then I am like ready to like. Go. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. She gets going. She just passes me. Like, you know. it's really interesting because your car is on, right? It's yeah, it's on. It's charging. It's turn off. It might be, yeah, maybe maybe it's electric. It's charging. <laughs> That's know. a great way to put it. That's a great analogy. Yeah, it's so cool. And I love I love what you just shared about like going into 2024 with a word. And I'm wondering if anybody else has a word or and it doesn't have to be that you've thought about it for a long time. If anything's coming up in this moment of like and you can change it a million times. Do you have a word that is kind of resonating thinking about the new year coming? Well, I'm like, I think my word will be thrive. Ooh, say more. And then I'm still working on my feelings that lead to thrive. Yeah. But I've like, I kind of, I know that I have been through this season of like kind of self discovery, learning about myself, taking courageous actions, and doing a lot that felt right for me and not necessarily so people pleasy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like it's time to thrive again. Like it is just, it's just time to feel. Like I got this. Um, we're good. I'm solid. I can live the life the the way that I want to live it. It doesn't mean that hard things won't happen, but I can. I feel like I'm ready to like feel like I'm thriving. So. What's the energy behind thriving? Like so, then you know when I start when we started this, I talked about like I pick a word. I pick a word and I pick. Well, I kind of pick like how do I want to feel, and I pick like yeah. three strong emotion words, and I pick a word that like kind of feels that way. So I. One of my emotion words is bold. Ooh, that's awesome. Um, I love it. I feel like 
Yeah. I feel like it's about, I talked about how when I asked for what I needed, mm-hmm. it was like pivotal in like my, what happened for me in this year. So I think more like being bold feels like asking when you need something mm-hmm. being bold means, you know, putting yourself out there in new ways, being bold, you know, courageous actions, things like that. But so bold is one of my words, authentic. So I think I've done mm-hmm. a lot to, I, that's one I'm playing with it, whether that's right or not, but authentic, I feel like I've done a lot to really show up as myself in every situation. So I just want to kind of like really own that. Mm-hmm. And then I cannot remember what my third word is, um, my third like feeling word. But when I keep playing with this idea, I think thrive feels good. And I think that some of the, you know, how I want to feel in my, you know, my next year um, is starting to kind of is, is okay. If I want to, if I want to, you know, represent, if I want to be thriving, Mm -hmm. then what emotions do I need to feel through my life through Mm -hmm. the next year that Mm -hmm. is going to help me thrive? And that's kind of what I'm still kind of, I don't, I haven't figured that. Thrive feels like a flow state. Like I, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it feels like a, you're just kind of like always kind of feeling. Yeah. Like I'm not on, like like, feeling like, yeah. yeah. Like Renee was talking about trusting herself. I want to feel like I can trust myself and know that it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And um, so maybe that's a good, maybe that's something to consider like trust, Mm -hmm. self-trust. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I really, I really love that because the, similarity that I feel with you and Daphne's words is what's what is the meaning behind it like thrive we could all have thrive next year Mm -hmm. but what Renee has and what Daphne has and what I have and what you have the meaning behind that Mm -hmm. is different is different and I think it's even beyond the feeling because when you just start to describe and what bold means to me is this and this and this and this Mm -hmm. I'm like oh that's cool that's what bold means well and I think it's important like the words like I don't know for me then okay if I want to feel bold what do I do what actions do I take Mm -hmm. how do I like Mm -hmm. how does that show up in my day-to-day life and I Mm -hmm. think that that's kind of then I feel like then you just start to ground yourself you know you can like you could pick a word and never you know pick a word at the beginning of the year and all of a sudden it's like November and you're like oh I don't remember, but I literally, when I choose something, I make it a part of my daily, Mm. it's part of my daily routine. Like I think about it, it is ingrained in me. And Mm. when I first started doing this, I think the very first year that I picked emotions and uh, picked a word, my word was unstoppable. I don't know if I was unstoppable, but my word was unstoppable. And for me at that time, I think I was. Yeah. Um, And my words were excited, proud, grateful. At the, some point in my, and I did, I like, I kind of like, I write them out. So I write, you know, I um, write gratitude every day. And then I would, I just remind myself of, you know, what I'm trying to feel in my life, whatever. Um, And so I remember at one point it starts, it just feels like kind of monotonous. You're kind of just, you know, you're going through emotions. And at one point, at some point in this was two years ago. So in 2021, I'm like doing my regular like morning routine and I'm like, I felt it like I really felt what I I felt excited and proud and grateful. And so, you know what I mean? And I yeah. really, it was like, it started to like, it was who I was becoming, I mm. guess. So it was, 
That's, That's cool. so good, Erin. I, I added, I, I would have been writing down while you guys have been talking because I want to add these to my process. For the new <laughs> but um, I also wrote down what Daphne said because I think it all, all ties in like what standards do I have mm-hmm. for myself mm-hmm. that relate to that word and relate to those feelings and how does it show up in my daily routine? Mm-hmm. Because I think daily practices are so important mm-hmm. yeah. in, in mm-hmm. all of that. So good. Yeah. Do you have anything coming up for you or you're going to take more time to marinate on a new year? I don't have a word, but I'm going to adopt what Erin is talking about, because I think for me, the whole growth word, Mm -hmm. I didn't think I saw it every day and I felt bad. I felt defeated Mm -hmm. based on the things that happened mid-year. And had I adopted some feelings around what growth felt like I would have embraced it Mm -hmm. and because I had so much growth and it was so good for me and Mm -hmm. so positive. Mm -hmm. So I want to really do a lot of thinking on that, Mm -hmm. what you just said about how to, you know, how, how do you want to feel around this word? And then what do you do Mm -hmm. if you have that feel like, how's Mm -hmm. it feel to, Mm -hmm. what do I do when I'm being bold? Mm -hmm. And I think that is a really good practice. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I like that. Yeah, I don't have a word yet. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Take it's, your time. It's early in the month. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really really ahead of myself. Right? No, I'm impressed. I'm this far. <laughs> well, I'm dancing and tell me. You're yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> ready for it. I have a couple more really important questions. We got to do some rapid fire because we got to wrap soon. But very quickly, what's and not everybody has to answer this if you don't want to just take a pass but what's one promise you want to make for yourself in the new year uh when you're talking about the engine sitting in the parked car versus um having the engine running I want to put the pedal down like Mm -hmm. I'm I've been in a parked car I've also been in a car with the engine revving I've also torn out of the gate and then had to crash and and I don't care what the outcome is I just need to act that was a big thing that came up I just need to take more action and stop thinking about it Mm -hmm. because I got in the think what is your process thing think plan do yeah I've been in thinking and planning in um, a new part of my business I want to launch and it's time to do yeah I feel like we all have that consistent through line of like let's let's show up I always feel like I should be here. I should be there already. I should be faster, yeah. you know. Yeah. But you know, I'm thinking and planning. <laughs> planning and thinking and planning. <laughs> I love okay. it. Yeah. I actually wrote um that I want to be more present and be more real and share the reality more regularly. I think that I, I shared this earlier in a networking group that and it's kind of it's very vulnerable to say it on this podcast because the, these are the people that I really want to serve on a regular basis. But I think I've been really cute in my marketing with your divorce bestie messaging and things like that. And I I just want to be really clear. This is what I've got. And this is what's for you as a divorced woman. Like create your comeback. I'm ready to show you like where I was. I also wrote down show the, or write your whole story because I share very like vaguely where my divorce, like my divorce story. And I want to really start sharing the whole story, the nuances of healing, like very intricacies of where I was at and how I got to where I am now and beyond. Um, But I think that that's going to take a lot of presence. I think it's going to take a lot of just this reality check and shifting from the cute to like the the clarity part. So so I'm committed to that promise. What are you guys most grateful for this year? a hundred percent it's health. I mean, we talk a lot in our house Mm -hmm. about our health is our wealth and not only physical, but mental health. And 
you know, I've been on a journey and, you know, uh, I've had some kids on some journeys and we've all gone through massive change this year. Kids changed schools and it was really hard. And we got into some deep questions and some really hard feelings for little kids. And I feel so grateful for their, you know, mental health, their physical health and how we just know that that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, that's, that's a hundred percent at the end of this year. I love that so much, Daphne. I'm adding to my vision board. What's really important to my questions, because I think if we can answer the question, like what's really important. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I agree the health part with all, mm-hmm. all the, all my family stuff too this year. It's just yeah, like, yeah. you can't take for granted where your body and your, or uh, your mental and your physical and your spiritual yeah. wealth is mm-hmm. right now. And when we put everything aside and go like, what's really important. Mm-hmm. It's like, who am I standing next to? Who's in my circle? Yeah. How am I being? Mm-hmm. Um, it's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. What are you going to drop everything for? Yeah, yeah, the people. Yes. Mm-hmm. That there's is, a yeah. There's a book that I haven't read, but a, a coach of mine read it or a mentor of mine read it. And she's it's called Who Will Cry When You Die? No. And it's a literally like, no. like if you can sit and think about that, like where you put your time every day, when that happens in your life. Who is having an emotional experience? Mm. We need to read that into a book club with each other. Wow. Yeah. 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 We do. That would be massive. What are you grateful for? People. People. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, I mean, everywhere I look, that's what has pulled me through this year. So, yeah. uh, Family, friends, new friends, old friends. Yeah. Oh, so good. Erin? I was going to say relationships. Yeah. Like, I feel like my relationships with my children are solid. My relationship with my husband is mostly good. (laughs) Um, But new friendships. I have a ton of new people in my life that I didn't even know a year or two years ago. And like the depth of the relationships is like Mm -hmm. what I've been craving for a really long Mm -hmm. time. Like, I was trying to think of when I met you and Daphne wasn't too long before yeah, we met probably. Heidi, but um, we went to dinner that one night, that one night and we just, we were sitting there talking and I literally, I don't think I spoke a lot that night. I didn't like, you know, I was kind of, I was probably quiet. That's my nature. But when I went home that night, I thought, this is what I've been looking for. Mm-hmm. I was looking for friendships like this, women relationships like this. Like I was not getting that mm-hmm. in any other, you know, like situations I was putting myself into, mm-hmm. you know, so this is what I've been looking for for 20 years. Me too. You know? so, Me too. So, yeah. Ditto. Yeah. I'm like, how did this happen? Yeah. <laughs> Which is why I want to do this episode because you guys, you guys truly make, you guys truly, truly make being my authentic self so easy. And I too have not had that for mm-hmm. decades, mm-hmm. decades. And those and are it, the people you should seek out, right? Mm-hmm. They yeah. make you feel like it's yeah. okay to be 1000% mm-hmm. me. And I think that, you know, it, it takes the work, you know, mm-hmm. going out and not just like, not just sitting in your garage without even the engine running, right? Like <laughs> we got to do something with it. Yeah. But then being willing to be the person who you want to be seen as. So when you're received that way, there's not this facade. And so I felt like for the first time, I actually was like, well, if I want to have vulnerable friendships, Mm -hmm. I need to show these women that I'm willing to be vulnerable. If I want to have women who want to talk about like where they're going in life, I need to be willing to talk about those things and talk about different things. It's just, it's just so cool to know that, you know, don't give up is my message to our listeners. Yeah. Okay. I have one more quick thing and I think it's really important. 
What are you looking forward to in the new year or just next? What are you looking forward to in life? I'm going to, I'm going to share, um, starting to write. I'm not a writer, but I feel called to write a book. So I think in the new year, it's probably not going to come out for like 18 years, but I'm going to start <laughs> writing because if you don't start it never, nothing ever happens. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to start that and showing up consistency consistently for the people I love. I do show already show up for the people that I love, but I want to be like really, really showing up, like saying yes to the people that I love more Mm -hmm. and saying no to the people and things that are just like, just because I had a lot of just because this year and it was, it was totally fine. I'm so grateful, but I want to be like super, super into like showing up in a bigger way for the people that I want to like, who's going to cry when I die. <laughs> <laughs> I that just triggered something that it, when you said that it, and I, something I'm looking forward to, and I just started really trying to do it is like looking through the lens of somebody else when you're talking to them. And I feel like so many times we're so caught up in our own, like, mm-hmm. this is my life. This is my struggle. This is my joy. This is whatever. And you really forget what somebody else might be going through. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really interesting to to try to look through their lens. And I'm trying to, to teach my kids to do that too. And, mm-hmm. and to say, you know, this person that you're talking to at the grocery store, that's a cashier that mm-hmm. is in this great, like, what's their lens? Like, what are they looking? Why am I, you know, and have like a really good conversation with them and just ask mm-hmm. them, you know, about their day and looking at, or, you know, whoever, just like looking at, looking at things through the lens of someone else, because mm-hmm. even though I want to be exactly who I am, it's so important to know that everybody has a different normal, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. and it's important to validate somebody else because we look for validation all day, right? Yeah. All we do is walk through life looking for validation. And if you could validate somebody else at mm-hmm. exactly where they are, it's mm-hmm. huge. Mm-hmm. So I've made a, this commitment that I want to like, just kind of go through and like look through people's lenses and see where they're at and kind of meet them there and validate it. Well, I just want to reflect back to you that I don't know if you were aware that you are already doing this. (laughs) And I mean, this was so, but I didn't know because it's literally something that I admire most about you is when I see you with other people, I see you doing that with ease. And it is a trait that I adore. And I, I, I literally will just watch you in connection with people and be like, how do I do that? Yeah. You know, it really is like, and and I'm like trying to learn it as a skill, but it's just like an embodied part of you that I truly adore. So I'm glad that that's on your list because it's it's, on my list. (laughs) It is like, it's already happening. And I mean that so genuinely. Yeah. Yeah. So much is happening. My daughter's going to college in the fall. She's graduating. We have a new baby, first grandchild. There's so much going on, but I don't want to feel like it's chaos. Mm. I want to, I want to savor the moment. Yeah. Like and aware and intentionally Mm. because and and I've been trying to practice this for the last few months because I was talking to my coach and she says, I said, oh, things are just going to get crazy. And the baby's coming and that it's not even my baby. It's my son. And <laughs> it's, it's your baby. It's your baby. Right. Yeah. But it's, so your baby. Not, it's not my day to day. So it's like in this new client and all the things. And she said something to the effect of why does it have to be chaotic? Mm-hmm. I assign all these things mm-hmm. to it. And it's like, this is beautiful. Mm-hmm. This is life. This mm-hmm. is amazing. These are amazing things. And so everything my daughter's doing this year, I'm just like trying to be like, 
oh, I haven't seen you in a week, but wow, look at the experiences you're doing. Like, look, like all these things that you're accomplishing and being a part of and all of that and looking at it like that instead of like, she's going to be gone in nine months or whatever. You know, like I'm just trying to be the person that I want to be like supportive. And Mm -hmm. that's such, that's such a powerful perspective for your daughter too, to see you show up in such a, a loving and a giving in a selfless way where it's not about how you feel about it, which is important. You can come to us. We'll have like the meeting before the meeting, (laughs) but to just like have, have her see you so thrilled and invested in how she's being. Yeah. It's like, that's just such a gift and, and something that um, I just think that's so powerful. I communicate all the real feelings through memes on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Like your mom, actually she sent me this one. It was like your mom, uh, we're, it's a mom and a daughter and it says, well, what's your mom going to do when you go to college? And the mom has a suitcase and she's like, I'm going with her. (laughs) She knows how I feel, but I'm really just trying to embrace it all because Mm -hmm. I'm secure in that. You know what I mean? Like she's not going anywhere. She's just growing. She's growing. And what an incredible thing that she's doing. And, um, yeah, it's by the third one, you just kind of get better at soaking those in. And you're still a part of that journey. It's not yeah. cut off. It's just a different yeah. way of being invested in the yeah. journey. It's so exactly. good. I love savor yeah. the moments. That's like going to go on my mirror. So thank you for that tidbit. You're so welcome. Uh, Make a t-shirt about that. That's right. <laughs> what about you? What are you looking forward to? Aaron? Ooh, that, you guys gave me some time to think because it's like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'll be honest. The year ahead feels like it's full of a lot of uncertainty. Okay. and. I think while you were talking, I was like, I think I'm just going to own it. Yes. Like, I think that that might be, mm-hmm. that might be it. I just need to own it. I mean, I can't be certain of it, but I can own, I can own it and I can choose how I respond or mm-hmm. react yeah. or whatever. But I think own the year and own my, own my future. Yeah. Oh gosh, just like only uncertainty. Mm-hmm. I feel like we can empower other people. Like I said, you guys give me permission to do this just in our friendship. But if we can also empower other people to go like, I am feeling so uncertain about mm-hmm. next week. I am feeling so sad about what happened today. I, if we can just empower other people to give them permission to just show up as is, mm-hmm. it's such a yeah. gift. It is mm-hmm. such a gift. And you, you really are good at that. I feel like you give me a lot of permission Mm -hmm. in that space where you're just really honest about where you're at and how you're feeling and what it looks like. And I'm like, oh, thank goodness somebody said it. Mm -hmm. Like you really, thank goodness somebody does that. And it is like... You She's give me permission honest. to be honest. Yeah. And, and you like it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. And I think like I, I also had my my coach uh a long time ago teach me that is such an empowering place to be uncertain. Mm-hmm. Who you are in the space of uncertainty is one of the biggest growth that. moments mm-hmm. and the biggest character that. builders. Like remember how um Renee was sharing or Daphne was sharing about rest? Mm-hmm. Like one time she said to me, what if rest is the most uh, productive thing you can do? Mm, amen. Mm. Whoa. What if uncertainty mm. is one of the most empowering places you can be or the, oh, one of the God. most growth places you mm-hmm. can be? You choose the adjective, but mm-hmm. like, what if uncertainty is where your that. power is mm. at? Something along those lines. So every time you feel it, it catapults you into a different perspective mm-hmm. rather than being this thing that we're so scared mm-hmm. of and held back by mm-hmm. resistance filled and all these things. Like what if uncertainty is just like, Ooh, mm. here comes opportunity. 
Yeah. Um, here I am building my future. It's funny because as you're talking about that, I'm thinking, well, I am certain of some things. Like I am certain of who I am. Yes. I'm certain yeah. of what I'm good at. Yep. I am mm-hmm. certain, you know, there, I am certain of, you know, what 99% certain of what I want to do in the world. Um, but <laughs> like, I'm like, there are some things I'm certain of myself. I'm not certain always of what's happening around me. Like, and I can't, mm-hmm. but I think when I show up as myself, I can, you know, be, I can, I can be certain of how, how I'll show up, I guess. Heck yeah. Mm -hmm. Heck yeah. That's a mic drop moment. Yep. Boom. That's a mic drop moment. We're going to end it there. Just, I have so much gratitude for each and every one of you. Our bios will be in the show notes. So if you want to learn more about Daphne and Renee and Erin, please do. They're amazing, amazing women doing amazing things in this world in every which way. Get connected, DM them, message them, get more of them in your lives. And for everyone listening, remember you are safe, you are loved, you are enough. Go out into the world, shine your light bright and live a limitless life. We will talk to you next time. Thanks for tuning in. If you loved our chat or know someone who would, take a quick screenshot and share it now or leave a five-star review so this message can reach the masses. Let's continue connecting. Drop me a DM at Your Divorce Planner or go to yourdivorceplannerhub.com to start coordinating your comeback today. You can even schedule a free connection call to dive into your desires and understand how partnering with Your Divorce Planner will be a game changer for your next chapter. Tune in next week for another transformational topic. And remember, you are loved, you are worthy, you are enough. Take care.